Welcome to Writers Unfiltered, a podcast where Katrina Marie and Stephanie Derbis, aka SK Derbis, share their unfiltered thoughts, experiences, and struggles with writing. This week, we're talking about coming up with a story. So I personally think this is a really fun episode for us, but it's also, you know, bad for all the plot bunnies that I already have in my head. I know, me too. I have a little card on Evernote that has, like, full ideas that I'll get to one day. Maybe. We'll see. I will get to them, though. (laughs) I hope. The story of a writer. We think we'll get to them. Yeah, and then some new bright and shiny comes along and totally takes center stage. Oh, yeah, and takes over your life. So, Those are um, the best ones, though, because then it's just, like, yeah. all of the ideas. That's true. And it's always really good when you're super excited about a new story, too, because I feel like that just helps with the drafting process. Me, too. Otherwise, I'm just sitting at the computer staring at a blank screen, and then I get really frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that helps me come up with stories is I will scroll through my Pinterest board, either the Pinterest board that I already have created for writing prompts, or I will search writing prompts in Pinterest. And I usually do this whenever I'm feeling stuck or I just need some kind of spark to get me going in the right direction. Um, And I just scroll through until I find one that catches my attention and I will write a scene using that prompt. Now, that doesn't mean that when you use that prompt that that's going to be your story, Um, but it can help you get your juices flowing and possibly turn some other idea into a story. Yeah, I don't think I've... I've done a couple of writing prompts. I have that, you know, that book that you get at the, they have them at most stores, but it's like the 600 and something story uh, writing prompts. I think I've done like three of those writing prompts and that's all I've ever done. I don't think I've ever done any I just, I have it. <laughs> I think it reminds me too much of the standardized testing that we had to do in like elementary school and stuff. Because it'd be like, here's your prompt. Now write two to three pages about this. And I'm just like, um, I'm, I'm good. I don't like being told what to write. Yeah, no, I get that. I use it more of like as an exercise just to get my juices flowing. And sometimes an idea will come out of it. And other times it's just me getting back into like the writing regime. But there are yeah, the few times sense. where it actually develops a story that I want to tell. So True, true. I may use some of them more, especially as I start new series, because just to get me in some kind of groove, or even on the days that I don't feel like writing in my manuscript, just to do something. Maybe that's what I'll start using them for. Yeah. And just do to like- say, I wrote words. Yeah, and you can also just do, like, a picture prompt. It doesn't have to be, like, write a story about a character who 
went into space. It could just totally be, you know, a, a picture of some of a character or a picture of a setting or something. That might help you a little bit more yeah. if you want to do the prompt thing. I might do that. Let me add it to my Q4 goals. <laughs> okay. And so like the second one, another, well, not really second, but another way to keep, um, come up with story ideas is to keep a notebook with you all the time. And this is something I can like definitely attest to. And a lot of the time I'm that weird girl at a concert. Well, you know, when we could go to concerts. But I'm that weird girl at the concert that will have my notebook out and a pen um, and write like a song will spark something or just seeing the people interact with each other will spark an idea or like a sentence. Yes, I am the queen of forgetting all the things. Even whenever I was plotting out how this chapter was going to end on my manuscript, I was in the shower and I was like, okay, so this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and then this is how this chapter is going to end. I don't remember how it's going to end now. (laughs) Because I didn't have anywhere to write it down. (laughs) Yeah, I remember brainstorming with you one night and I came up with like, like a whole list of possible scenes for my current manuscript. And then when I was, I think it was like a week later or something, I finally got to some of those scenes that I wanted to write and I couldn't find that piece of paper because I didn't write it you know in a notebook that I usually carry around I wrote it on some random piece of paper and I couldn't remember like any of the ideas that we had talked about until like (laughs) the day later when I was cleaning me too. And like they have these little shower like notepad things that you could put in the shower. But I haven't gotten any yet to test them out. I should really add that to my list of things to get because I want to see if it really works. And it would be so much easier to like jot down this idea I had while I'm in the shower. Yeah, I haven't tried any of those either. I also think if you keep a notebook with you at all times, like when you go to a coffee shop or a bar or a restaurant or something, it's not hard to eavesdrop on conversations. I think as a human being, you kind of do that automatically. Like there are times where you just tune the entire world out, but there are times where you simply just can't. And it's some of those conversations that you would eavesdrop on that could spark some kind of story idea yeah I've done it a lot at like um my kids school functions uh especially for like YA ideas just seeing listening to how the teens and stuff interact right now and like kind of the conversations that they're having I will 100% eavesdrop on my son and his friends conversations just to see like if they say something that might spark an idea or just also to get their mannerisms and words that they use that and like I don't know the meaning of half the words that they use I'm just he said something to me earlier and I was like yeah I don't understand anything you just said (laughs) (laughs) that's 
that's a good idea though to eavesdrop on conversations while you're at school functions that's really great it just makes it easier and like not that I would use any of these kids stories but it could spark like a different situation that teenagers go through or at least what they're talking about so that you know what you can put into your own stories yeah I mean, it just goes to show you never know what kind of situation is going to spark an an idea for a story. Um, Another thing that I've noticed helps me is I subscribe to a couple newsletters. Um, They go straight to my inbox on like a daily or weekly basis. And there are some articles on there that have sparked characters for me or story plots or even just like a setting. One of the ones that I've used is Atlas Obscura. And I remember there was one time I was reading um, one of their newsletters and there was an article about this ghost not really a ghost, maybe a ghost, but it was like a, uh, like a sleep demon and it was called Amara and it totally sparked a character idea for me. And so I highly recommend at least Atlas Obscura and it's just, it's crazy. I think they have like really like random news articles or articles in general and they're very creative and they just get my creative juices flowing. And I just recently found another one called Morning Brew. I literally only subscribed to them like within a couple weeks ago. So I, I haven't read a whole bunch of their stuff, but I would assume that it works like in the same kind of sense. But I highly recommend Atlas Obscura. There are some strange things on there that could totally spark ideas or characters or settings or plots yeah I highly recommend them yeah I rarely read news articles or anything like that but that one actually sounds really really interesting so I'm definitely gonna check it out yeah Atlas Obscura is one that I will actually read because it's not it's not like talking about like everyday things that other news places would talk about it's just it's seriously so random like on their webpage right now the top article says found the rare singing dogs of new guinea in the wild and it says the distant cousin of the dingo had been hiding out in the island's highlands it's like weird stuff like that oh i'm totally down for those kind of articles (laughs) And like at the top of their website, it says the definitive guide to the world's hidden wonders. Like it's more like, it's more like stuff you want to know about rather than stuff you have to know about because it's going on in the world. If that makes any sense. Yeah, so kind of like a Ripley's, kind of like a Ripley's Believe It or Not, but like, not really. (laughs) Like, kind of like that weird information or those instances that typical news places don't carry. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's another one down here. Um, there's an article called Olsen House, and it's a farmhouse that totally gives, like, creepy Salem witches type of vibes. Or a vampire Amish story. That's the huh. kind of vibes I'm getting from oh, that yeah. picture. So, yeah, I highly recommend I'm totally taking out totally checking that out I think I've been subscribed to them for I think two or three years now okay so the next one uh is to watch tv and movies like you could get so many ideas from them and not even just like story ideas so much but if you think about how they told the story or it also works really really well in like if you're like me you get to where you can't watch movies anymore. Since I've read Save the Cat, uh, write the novel, I look for these beats in like movies and TV shows <laughs> that I'm watching. So I'm like, okay, so they hit this beat here. I want to know how, figure out how I can do that in my next story or anything like that. And also just like helps me. It's one of those things with like refilling the well type situations you you take in these other people uh the creative process of other people and then you can kind of put it out into your own work yeah yeah I definitely agree with that um there are days where yeah it makes it easier because I mean you're still getting that that touch of creativity that touch of storytelling um all the things that you may want to do but you can't do like I tend to binge watch a lot of tv and movies when I'm done adulting like once I've hit my capacity of being an adult for the day then I just binge watch whatever and don't care if anything else has to be done because it's not happening I've reached my limit and I need to take in uh, forms of entertainment in order to be able to do anything else Yep, I get that. Um, So another way of coming up with a story is I personally have a running, like, wish list where it's literally a wish list of everything that I want to see in books either more often or if it hasn't been done yet. And if I'm ever stuck for an idea, I'll go through that wish list. And I kid you not, There are at least 75, if not more, ideas, or not really ideas, but, like, things that I want to see in books. So there's, like, a category of I want to see more travel in books, and I'll list out the different countries that I personally want to see more in books. Or there's, like, retellings that I want to see more of in books. Like, I want to see more Hades and Persephone retellings. Um, I also want to see... Yeah, there's there's not a lot out there. No. And, like, people say that there are, but I have a hard time finding them. Or it'll be, like, it'll be a loosely based version of Hades and Persephone. And I'm like, no, I want, like, a straight-up retelling of Hades and Persephone. But I have this running wish list. And if I ever get stuck or I'm in like the process of 
starting something new, I'll go through that list. And if one of those things sparks my interest at that time, maybe that'll be the spark of my next story idea. Um, I also have a wish list of characters that I want to write about at some point. Like you could, for example, have a wish list that has like a hypochondriac on it. So what if your protagonist was a hypochondriac and they thought that if whenever they sneezed, they were coming down with some kind of sickness. Now in these times, that's probably not that far-fetched, but you could always use them as a character or there's also, you're listening to a podcast, you could have your main character be a podcaster or a writer. We're all writers and like having a running list like this could help either spark ideas or help develop your current story ideas. And if you have a hard time choosing, just throw them all in like a jar or a hat and just pick one out. That's what I do personally. That's awesome. I never thought about doing that. Like I keep an idea. I have an idea of things that I would like to see. One of my biggest things is for me anyway, I want to go like deeper into my heritage so I, there's some things that I will be researching to be able to do that within the next year or two. Um, and then like retellings, but I don't want just straight up retellings in your head, sort of like a monster retelling, but told in with a contemporary twist instead of it being just another monster retelling. Yeah. If that or even sense. like a or even like a gender swap retelling. Yeah. But yeah, I I love those running wish lists that I have. Okay. Another one is to tell an alternate history on a random historical figure or historical moment. Um, a lot of I think Stephen King has done this. Um and I can't remember her name. Oh, because I love the books and I wish I could remember it. Um, but it was it was set during World War Two, and it was the niece of someone close to Hitler, I think. Oh, are you talking about Ryan Groudon's Wolf by Wolf? No, it's different. Um, I want to say it was by somebody named Anne or Anna something. I wish I was in front of my computer so I could look it up. I'm in front of my computer. You keep talking and I will I will search Goodreads right now. <laughs> All right. So it's basically to take, so you would just take your favorite historical pictures or not so favorite his, historical figures and give them a new story um, or put them somewhere else, like now, whenever they were alive. And you don't have to write in the historical genre but you can um and you can also take that figure and change their name and put them into your world and write a new story an example would be what if henry the eighth never married after anne boleyn and never sent her to the guillotine times would and then like what if america that's for sure um and what if the u.s didn't choose the government system we have now and instead went 
for a monarchy. So there, there's different things you could do with um, historical figures and moments or places. Um, I think a lot of like government style ones can be easily done with dystopians and sci-fi books. Oh, for sure. Uh, probably more easier, probably easier than it would be to write in like a contemporary world. And then like, oh, wow. like Melissa De La Cruz's uh, Alex and Eliza. Yes. Actually, didn't uh, she just come out with another one called Joe and Lori with um, co-written with uh, Margaret Stoll, I think? I think so. I would have to <clears throat> double check. Yeah, but like, Joe you could do that with anything. Um, Look up Anne Blankman. Anne Blankman? Yes, that might be it. Prisoner of Night and Fog. Yes. Yeah, 1930s Munich. Danger lurks behind dark corners and secrets are buried deep within the city. Ooh. Yes, I I read that. It was really good. Yeah, um, Uncle Ball. But it, <laughs> you don't know it from the beginning, but it plays in the Hitler area and, era and like with families that are close to him. Um, that would have gotten special treatment um, regardless of what they did or didn't do. They would always look be looked upon favorably. Interesting. I think I have this book, actually. Oh, another yeah. good one is The Book Thief. Oh, yeah. That goes along with historical times. Oh, that book made me cry so hard. And they weren't pretty cries. They were, it was horrible. I had mascara running down my face. I haven't read that one yet. Definitely read it. Such a powerful book. I personally love alternate histories. I think they're so much fun. I don't know that I've read a whole lot of them. Um, I haven't read a whole lot, but I do have quite a few on my TBR that I actually have on my shelf. Like, um... I think the My Lady Jane series is an alternate history. Oh yeah, that's another good good example for writing on historical moments and times. Um, the His Fair uh, Assassins is that what it is by Robin Lefevers? Yes, it's like perfect. It mixes in like history and spiritual like... type abilities, sort of. Yeah, and, and history. It's magnificent I just finished one of the books yeah and that's like in a fantastical setting so it's not like you have to take these alternate histories and write them in a historical fiction genre you can if you want to but if that's not your cup of tea throw it in a contemporary setting or throw it in a fantasy setting or throw it out in space (laughs) There are so many different things that you can do with these alternate histories other than it being stuck in history. Another idea, there have been plenty of times where if I just go go out for a walk or if I am in the bathtub, so many ideas have popped into my mind when I'm doing these self-care things. It's crazy how my creative juices just start moving when I'm going out for a walk or when I'm taking a hot bubble bath or even in the shower, I get random ideas. And as soon as I get back 
either from my walk or out of the shower or tub, I have to immediately write this idea down. And some of those times it's turned into an entire story. Other times it's, you know, a character or a possible scene, but take care of yourself and do these things that aren't necessarily geared towards your writing, but they're geared towards you and taking care of yourself. And the ideas will start flowing. I promise they will start flowing once you are in a different headspace. Yeah, I think I've gotten some of my best ideas whenever I do the Couch to 5K program. Um, And I don't know if it's because I'm moving my body. So my brain is like firing all these ideas at the same time. Um, But like during some of the cool down parts, I'll leave, I'll make myself voice memos so that we can't, so that I can remember them later and then I go add them to whatever note system I'm using at the time. Yeah, it helps. I promise. It definitely can't hurt. Yeah. And you're doing two things at once. Getting all those (laughs) ideas and taking care of you. Yep. All right. So the last, but not like, I mean, you, there are more ways to come up with story ideas than this, but our last one is music. And I, I mean, heard me talk earlier about going to concerts and just getting in the zone and writing scenes or snippets or one line that sticks out um it is such a freaking big inspiration for ideas um it could be the story that's told inside the song or just like one the way one lyric hits and that'll freaking create an entire scene um in whatever you're working on. Um, I like to actually, we do, my family listens to a lot of music um, of all genres and everything else. Even just this past weekend, we had new music Friday. So we just went through and listened to a whole bunch of new music. And some of those sparked story ideas. And some of those had me dancing around the kitchen. It was toss up. <laughs> um, but I, I am a huge huge advocate for listening to music to come up with ideas yeah I would notice that back when you know the pandemic wasn't crazy and I had a job that I had to physically go to um, whenever I was listening to music on my drive home from work I would have to have like a google doc up at the ready on my phone to be ready for me to speak like do the speech to text option because there have been so many times where just one line in a song like sparked either a scene or another story idea um and I had to immediately get that out otherwise I was gonna lose it so I always have my phone at the ready for for the speech to text and it went all in this document and I I swear it probably happened like two or three times a week on my way home from work while I was listening to music. And sometimes it's just even like a vibe. Like there's this vibe that I want to write because of this song, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, I am also a huge advocate on music. I think music has helped a lot of us get out of a rut in some form or shape. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing over here. <laughs> like I said, we we all listen to music. If when we would go on road trips, every person would get to pick a song and we would rotate like that for the entire trip so that everybody could listen to a little bit of what they liked and maybe introduce somebody in the family to new music um, or new to them music. So yeah, we we're big music lovers over here. Back when you um, wrote on your book blog, you had a feature on like new music every week, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I would I would highlight some of my favorite new songs for the week. Um, I don't do that as much anymore. And in my reader group, I do have Songland Sunday, where I link to Spotify on what I'm listening to that week. Right now, it's been a lot of Hamilton just because it makes me happy. <laughs> But yeah. uh, um. it and it it varies. One week they'll get rap, the next week they'll get rock. It just depends what kind of a mood I'm in. Yeah. Um. Every single time I hear "Shut Up and Dance" by uh, what is it? Walk the Moon. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, yeah. Every single time I hear that song, I immediately think of you because I think you featured it on your blog way back when we first started talking (laughs) I did because that was it was this whole thing like what would be your theme song and my husband was like this this song is literally you if you could tell everybody to just shut up and dance you would and I'm like you are correct sir (laughs) yeah so whenever I hear that song and I haven't heard that song in a while I immediately think of you (laughs) that's too funny (laughs) Um, I need to go listen to it. (laughs) It is a good song. Um, Before we close out this episode, I do want to put in a little note. I, I personally have finally realized that you shouldn't worry about having the next original idea because I don't think that there are any original ideas left out there. I feel like every idea is borrowed from something. So I don't want you guys to stress yourself out if you don't think what you're thinking about is an original idea. Because I think that's just, it gives you the option to spin that idea in a different direction or add in something else that could make it original. But I don't want you stressing out thinking, hey, I want to write this, but I don't think it's original enough. Don't worry about that right now. Just tell the story and worry about adding other stuff later. So don't stress yourself out about it. Not even just that. Even if it is like, because let's be honest, everything, everybody writes, it's going to follow certain storytelling um, formulas or beats or stories. Um, And it's, we all pick our tropes that we love and they've been done time and time again. But the thing is, nobody's going to tell the same story you do. 
Um, right. Even if you have an office romance that's your best friend's brother, you're... Which is mine. <laughs> yeah, which is which is hers. Um, you, there could be another book out there like that, but it, there'll be two different things. It's one of the things I like hearing. Like somebody could tell you to write, give the, the classroom the exact same prompt and no story is going to be the same. That is so true. Because we process everything different. We process everything differently. My my take on it will be different than Stephanie's take on it. Um, it because of our different life different life experiences, um, views, anything like that, it's going to make your story different from the get go. It's funny that you mentioned that everyone tells a story differently because I've definitely noticed that with the times that I do participate in Flash Fiction Friday on Instagram is, you know, we'll all get the same picture prompt, but every single story that has been told is completely different. They're taken in completely different genres. They're put into different situations. It's amazing how many different ideas we've come up with for the same picture. And so really do not stress that your idea isn't original because it is original because it's you. It's your original. So I just wanted to put that note out there because I know that I used to stress out about that and I've finally gotten over that. So I'm just going to keep telling other writers to stop stressing over it. I think that's all I've got. That's all I've got. Um, in two weeks, it's two weeks, right? We'll be talking about Save the Cat Writes a Novel by Jessica Brody. We'll also chat in the Discord about it. Um, we'll leave a have a link to our Discord um, in the show notes. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Joining us on our Unfiltered Conversation. And be sure to tune in next week when we talk about world building. Thank you.